This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. All right, you guys can sit down. You're making me nervous by standing up. So, I see a lot of new faces, and you should know, well, before I even get to that, I'm preaching up here because of the usual High Desert Word Center ritual. All the samples are out of the state. So Josh always likes to joke that he's like the third string quarterback. Well, I'm the water boy. Everybody's hurt. They're calling me up. They have no other choice. So here I am. There you go. So You're stuck with me. But now there's a lot of new faces in here. I'm usually back there. So you, you know you see me. I know I have the grumpy-looking face. I know I'm the one that you want to avoid during meet and greet because you're like, okay, I don't know if he's mad. Is he angry? Is he one of those Christians that just says he's happy, has joy? Yes, I am not one of those. I'm happy. You know, I've been at this church for 10 years. Uh, My wife, Leah, she runs the children's church, and I'm back there because I'm security director here. So that's why I creep around, and you see me walking around, and I I don't wear my sunglasses. That's probably another reason why you don't recognize me. I don't have my hat on. I don't have my glasses on. I'm wearing regular glasses. I'm probably smiling more than usual because I'm nervous. But I'm Lawrence. Nice to meet you guys. Here I am. Woo! Hi, guys. Here we go. Woo! And also, also another tradition is when I preach... None of my family is in the building, which is great. You know, my son's up, my little baby's upstairs, but everybody else is off doing their thing. So you'll know if the pastors and everybody's out of town and you can't see my family, then you probably know I'm going to be preaching that night. So tonight's message is a really good one. It's part of my ongoing series of life, probably number 105 in my personal series called Preaching to Myself. Because that's what you do. I mean, you know, when pastor mentors me, he tells me, you know, gives me little pointers on how to preach and whatnot. He always says, you know, preach about what you know. So preach, preach about uh, how God has changed your life, what has he done, and then apply some word to it. So I preach about what I know. So my style is different from everybody else's because I preach how I talk. So I say bro, and I say dude a lot, and I'm going to say uh-huh, and you know you know what I'm saying. I'm going to be phrasing a lot of things in question form, so just, just go along with me, okay? So the title of tonight's message is called, Why Are You Mad, Bro? Because I said bro, but we know a lot of the sisters get mad too, right? Am I right? Dylan, see? Am I right? See, they're angry at me already, but that's okay. That's all right. Someone got mad, huh? Somebody got mad a little bit, see? That's okay. But I want to talk about anger. Because anger is the most intense, most unhealthy emotion we can experience. You know, there's, but there's more than just the negative side to it. There could be other parts to it. We, we're going to talk about the cause of it. We're going to, but we're also going to talk about the benefits of it. And you're probably scratching your head being like, well, benefits of anger. You know, I thought angry was, you know, not good. You're supposed to be happy all the time. Not true. There's nobody in this building that's happy all the time. You know, Cletus works me for Dynacor, so I know me and him for sure are not happy all the time. But nobody can be happy of it. Also, we're going to talk about the consequences of anger. Because, you know, the dad of four is going to come out. I have four kids, in case you didn't know. I got a teenager, so that causes a lot of anger. I got a little one-year-old, so, you know, lack of sleep sometimes. So, you know, as uh, my kids call it, Mr. Grumpy Pants is going to come out. But it's all about how you do it. There's choices and everything. Consequences don't always mean bad. There's good and there's bad. Consequence to me, I don't know the official definition of it. But consequence to me means like the byproduct of what you're doing. You know, there could be good, there could be bad. Okay? So let's open up in prayer. 
Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for High Desert Word Center. We just thank you that you bless our, our pastors and wherever they may be, whatever they're doing right now, Lord, we just thank you for just renewing pastor's strength every single day while he's going through his treatments, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for just High Desert Word Center. We're openly able to praise you and, and learn your word, Lord, and we just thank you, Father God, that... Your words are going to be spoken. We invite you, Holy Spirit, into this service today. And we just thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So first we're going to talk about the cause of anger. I mean, people are going to be like, well, that's pretty easy. You know, this makes me angry or that makes me angry. But we're going to get, like, literal just for a quick second. And I know Mrs. P would be so proud. I don't know if it's going to be recorded or not, because I don't know if I get that privilege just yet, because, you know, I'm the once-a-year preacher. But according to Webster's 1828 Dictionary, anger is a violent passion of the mind. Violent. I mean, that's usually what it leads to. Not all of us are going to explore the positive aspects of anger, but a lot of us are going to be concentrating on that violent part. You know, a lot of us has outbursts, you know, in Jesus' name, being delivered from that that outburst of like, you know, where you want to like strangle your kids, but you know, it's, you know, the president says, you know, you can't strangle your kids. It's bad. But it sounds like we got a choice there. You know, I mean, okay, you can either go with the bad or you can go with the good. And everything's about choices. Being mad is a choice. How you use that is a choice. How you, how are you, how are you gonna let that affect everybody? Because everything has like the ripple effect. Not to get all like hippie and, you know, oh, if the butterfly flaps its wings in California, a tornado's gonna hit somewhere across the world. Okay, I'm not getting all hippie. But it does have a cause and effect. You, you, you're angry. And I've noticed this firsthand. I can have a grumpy day. And my main grumpiness triggers are being hungry. Yeah, who's with me? Thank you. Thank you, Monica. And being tired. So, like, if any of those ever come up, Leah's like, okay, I know you woke up early today. I know you didn't get enough sleep. So, watch out for your triggers today. I'm like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean why I'm going to get, what, what do you mean should I watch myself? And I'm getting mad already. Just her telling me that. But, okay, so, I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch myself because I'm hangry and I'm tired. So, I wanted to look at, like, an opening verse, and I'm like, okay, well, what should I choose? Because there's so much that talks about anger, and there's so many different versions of the Bible. But having a wife that runs children's church, you know, I, I there's always an international children's Bible lying around. So that's what I'm going to. So I don't know if, if it's in the computer, but we're going to go to James 4.2 of the ICB. ICB. So if you got your phones out, crank out that ICB tab. You're going to get used to it tonight. And we're like, man, I, I didn't know I had ICB on my phone, but you do. James 4.2. Come on, Dylan, keep up with it. It'll be on the recording. You can catch it later. Podcast. James 4.2. You want things, but you do not have them. You're ready to kill and are jealous of other people. That's pretty intense for a children's Bible, but okay. But you still cannot get what you want. You argue and you fight. You don't get what you want because you don't ask God. But I mean, isn't that kind of the root of everybody's anger is because you're not getting what you want? I mean, I got, I got four kids. And my gosh, they don't get what they want. Ooh, they, they let you know. They let you know. Even sweet little curly-haired Eli, he lets you know. If you don't get what he wants, he's mad. He's mad. He. I. I. I just wish I could. I always post uh, videos of him. You know where he's. You know doing funny stuff and he's walking, taking his first steps. But I never take him when he's screaming and crying on the floor. And and me and Leah are just like, okay, whatever. And we just watch TV or whatever. You do what you got to do. But we, that's like the cause of it. We don't get what we want. That's what's going to make us angry. And now, granted, we're not all going to act on killing somebody, okay? But we we get pretty, pretty. Uh, I got to keep it clean. Got to. We get pretty mad, okay? We get mad. That's, we get mad. So I mean, you. Everybody has their list. You know, maybe a car cut you off on the way to work. I mean, it's funny how like I wrote that, 
And, like, I had the opposite effect. There was just, I mean, she was probably a sweet old lady. Okay, I'm driving down Fort Irwin Road, and I'm really tired, and I'm driving the van, and I know I'm not going to get home for a long time because i got to drop everybody off. But, like, there's this old lady in a Prius. She's going 40 in a 55. And I'm like, gosh, I mean, I'm doing this. You know, she can't obviously see me. I'm like, get over to the side of the road. And then as I'm passing her up, like, I'm still angry as I'm passing her. So, like, usually people honk when they're behind the car. I'm honking while I'm passing her. So, I was, you know, I'm getting angry. That's, that's you know, this little, little trigger right there. But you get mad because someone cut you off. You might be get angry when you have a lazy coworker. You might get angry when you, when you need to pick up some, uh, you need underwear and there's no laundry done. Or your 13-year-old daughter's being glued to her phone all day long. She doesn't do her chores. Okay, that's my list. I'm sorry, that was my list. But it could be anything. It could be anything. You know, a sweet old lady in her white little Prius. She's just scooting along. She's doing no one no harm. I mean, she's probably rocking out in her car, having a great day. And here's this weirdo bearded man booming by with a silver van. But I just wanted to get home, and she was driving slow. But like I said, it's a choice. I, I mean, it's a choice. you got to realize, okay, there's always going to be those moments where it's going to seem like it passes, but you got to, like, slow things down. Be like, okay, is me getting mad right now going to solve anything? Is me having an outburst going to solve anything? And more than likely... 99.99999% of the time, the answer is going to be no. It's not going to solve nothing. It's going to make your significant other angry because if Leah was in here, I guarantee she'd be sitting in the front row, nodding her head. It does. It just, it just messes up everything. But we got to ask ourselves, are we equipped to handle that? Well, how do we get equipped? Well, that's why everybody is up here you know, Sunday, Wednesday, men's meetings, women's meetings, you know, they're equipping us to handle everyday life. And it's like true. I mean, we're not trying to like make people feel guilty, but it's like, hey, there's problems in this world. There's issues in this world. You know, the Bible's the answer. I, you know, I'm, I'm using my phone, but Bible's the answer. But look at like there's sections missing. I mean, like, you know. This is the place where you hear everything. You know, if we use the Bible for what it, for the Bible apps, you know, I mean, we like to sit on our phone all day, so why can't you sit on the phone and read your Bible? Pastor Dave has been an awesome inspiration because he always says, like, he, he's a morning person, so he wakes up early in the morning to read the Bible. I am not a morning person, but I, I've been challenging myself to wake up a little earlier, a little earlier each day. So that way, now I'm, I'm up to 4.30. So 4.30 gets me enough time to get into the Word, to pray, and then to look at that ever-so-important CBS Sports so I can see what's going on. But you got to make time. you got to get equipped. So when the time comes, when the sweet old lady is driving slow, you're going to be like, hey, it's cool. Everything's all right. You know, there's much worse things that can happen in this world. I could not have a job. You know, I could have no ride to work. I could, things could always be worse. If you're using God's word to make your choice, I guarantee you, there's a 100% type of thing. It's going to be a wise choice every time. Use God's word to back up your choices. It's going to be wise. we got to remember that even Jesus got mad. Okay, which brings us to our next verse. Matthew uh, 21, 12 to 13. And just so you know, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Matthew 21, 12 through 13. And most of you know this about it. Everybody always says this is the meat and potatoes crowd. You guys know about this. And if, if you didn't, then my trust was lost in you guys. But it's okay. You're going to learn tonight. This is about uh, Jesus clears the temple. So it says, uh, Jesus entered the temple and he began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over tables, 
of the money changers and the chairs of all those selling doves. And he said to them, the, strip, the scriptures declare the temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. I think he had good reason to be mad. You know, because, I mean, they turned God's house into a swap meet. Because that's what I thought of. You know, I mean, granted, I'm a little weird, and that's the first thing I thought of. It's like, okay, well, it's practically a swap meet. You know? And whenever I read this, I always think that maybe there was two reasons why Jesus got mad. One, because, like, they're not using it respectfully. They're not having reverence for God's house. And then it got me thinking, and I'm not being judgmental at all. It's just my personal opinion, so you can't, you know, get mad at me for my opinion. But number two, I started thinking, like, okay, he's seeing God's house filled up because people want to buy things. And there's probably, you know, gambling and other stuff going on. They're selling things. But will people show up to hear God's word? They'll fill that place up to go buy stuff and get a good bargain, you know, to go check out the swap meet. But are they going to fill up that place to hear God's word? And Pastor Dave touched on it a little bit last Sunday where, you know, I was part of that when we had that big concert. We had Disciple here. We had, all, you know, Cutlass here. This You wouldn't even recognize this place when that concert was going on. I mean, it was packed from front to back, side to side. It was packed. I've never, you just, you know, even if you think about Harvest Fest, easily double that. But everybody came out for that. But nobody showed up that following service time. I mean, I don't know when it was. I think it was like a Friday night or something like that. But nobody showed up new on that Sunday. So it was great. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that concert at High Desert Word Center. But it didn't produce any fruit. And it's kind of like the same thing. Like, oh, these people are going to show up for the swap meet in the church. But no one's going to show up to hear God's word. I think you're not going to be equipped. See, it's all the ripple effect. You know, there's the little butterfly and the tornado on the other side of the world. Because you're not getting equipped. So that means when you encounter something or someone that makes you angry, you're going to lash out. You're not going to have that godly patience that you should have. You're not going to have that godly wisdom you should have. You're not going to be like, okay, she's just 13. All right. She's going to be on her cell phone. You have the power to take away her cell phone. And, you know, everything's going to be fine and dandy. And I'm going to say that, you know what, I like 13-year-old off the cell phone than I do on the cell phone. I was like, man, you're like night and day. I go, you're just so pleasant to be around. I go, come out, sit next to me on the couch. She's never going to hear this, so it's all good. So let's go to another verse, uh, Ephesians 4, and we're going to start at verse 26. Ephesians 4.26. It's so weird doing this with my glasses on the whole time because I can see everybody clear. Usually I'll take them off like halfway through because I get nervous. Ephesians 4, we're starting at verse 26. And don't sin by letting your anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And that's a big one for me. I, I'm, I'm sorry, i got to stop. We'll start over again. we still got time. I hate going to sleep when me and Leah have had an argument. Okay? I mean, we've been married for 17 years, and I'm not going to tell you it's all, you know, rainbows and ponies. It's, you know, sometimes you have those days where you, just, you can't stand each other. Okay? And I don't care who looks at me weird. There's those days, right? You can't... It's, thank you. Thank you. The Browns in the back got my back. You can't stand each other. <laughs> Amen. Thank, okay, Jesse. There you go. <laughs> Robert's back there saying he loves his wife 24-7. <laughs> but I mean, it, it just, it just, you know, I'm going to say, it, it's just not cool. I don't like going to sleep angry. But verse 27, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. That's the meat and potatoes of this group of verses. You give foothold to the devil and then it's just going to go downhill from there. You're going to get mad at this. You're going to get mad at that. I was, 
I was a little hangry, and I was slightly tired on Saturday. And let me tell you, it was my cans were piling up. I mean, my cans were just all over the place. I hated windy days because when the wind would hit my little can pile, then they just wanted to fly everywhere. And then I had to bribe the kids, be like, hey, who wants a dollar? You know, clean all these up. You know, then I realized, like, I have a 13, a 12, and a 9-year-old. They're looking at me like a dollar. What's that going to do? <laughs> so, yeah. And then I'm like, hey, you now you're going to do it for free. But anyways, it just, it, it, it just, everything will just, like a domino effect. That's what the word I was looking for. Domino effect. You let one thing get you mad and you have no control over it. You're not going to grasp over it. Then the devil's going to be like, hey, you know, the room's dirty. Look at there. There's a sock on the ground. So then you're going to blow up about the sock on the ground. And then you're going to walk in and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, who left the cereal out again? You know, so then you're going to have a 10-minute lecture to your 9-year-old about why you left the cereal out. And then you're going to be grumpy. And then cans are going to fly out of the back of your truck. And then you're going to have to stop and pull over and look like a weirdo, you know, picking up cans in the middle of Highway 58. And then, you know, like, I swear, I'm 39 years old, and I'm thinking still, I'm like, oh, gosh, please don't let anybody I know drive by while I'm here picking up cans. They're going to be like, okay, I knew, you know, see me drive my, my, my truck's, my truck has some, uh, it's seasoned. I'm going to say that. My truck is seasoned. So they're going to be like, oh, gosh, he's driving his truck. You know, he's picking up cans on the side of the road. Is Lawrence having some trouble? But I realized after that, after the cans blew out for the third time, for the third time, I like, I, I look at Maylee and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let this get me mad anymore. I'm just, okay. And I might have, you know, might have littered because I just thought, okay, forget it at this point. God doesn't want those cans in my truck, so I'm driving along. So there's, there's a good stash of cans halfway down Highway 58 if you need any. Hopefully no law enforcement's listening to this or anything in the future. But, okay, let's get back to the word. I'm sorry. So, 27, anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use our hands for good work. And then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words may be encouragement to those who hear them and don't bring sorrow sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own. So God's saying like, okay, you know, Jesse's one of mine. Jesse, you're mine. So, okay, don't be getting all mad because, you know, someone cut in front of you, you know, I don't know. I don't know where you eat at. What's, what's, your, what's your favorite place, Jesse? Chipotle. Just because. <laughs> okay. Whoa. He's, he's fancy over there. Jesse Garcia is a big baller. Chipotle. <laughs> We're more of the. Hey, we got some ground turkey and some old stale tortillas in the house. That's our Chipotle. Anyways, I'm sorry. Okay. But anyway, someone cut in front of you in line. You're like, okay, you know. Don't 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 get angry over small things like that. You know. People are going to identify you. And I always tell my kids this, and this is seriousness now, we're, we're, we're focusing back on. I tell my kids, you're a representative of God. I always tell them, you know, even when you're at school, you're not at High Desert Word Center, but you're at school. Don't act any different. And people, I think the only one that I work with in here is Cletus, but Cletus could be a, a good uh, identifier. I am the exact same way at church that I am at outside of church. I don't act any different. I don't cuss, I don't talk crazy, I don't fly off the handle. You know, when me and Cletus worked together, maybe sometimes people got on our nerves, but you know, we would listen to Sports Center for a couple hours and we'd be good to go. You know, we'd be ready to handle the next wave of soldiers. But you're a representative of God. And I tell my kids, you're representing God, you're representing High Desert Word Center, you're representing your last name, which in turn, you're representing my parents. You're representing your aunts and uncles. So it's, you're, you're identified as one of God's children, first and foremost. So people are going to watch you, especially when they know that you're a believer. Because, my gosh, I hear it almost weekly. They're like, you know, uh, you don't act like most Christians. 
And I'm like, okay, well then, you know, I'll, I'll bite. How do Christians act? You know, they're like, oh, well, they, you know, they're hypocrites and they act this way, but they do this way. And I'm like, well, you, I, I'm, I'm 39. I don't have time to play games. Who I am is who I am. You know, I'm a believer. I'm not going to try and shy away from that. That's who I am. That's what I believe in. You know, I have testimony to give. And someone told me just the other day, I'll share my testimony because, you know, I come from a background to where the men in my family had a tradition of all being addicted to drugs. So I decided to carry on that tradition, and it didn't work out for me too well. Uh, so I'm, and while I'm sharing my testimony with somebody, they're like, man, Lawrence, you're like really honest. I mean, but why sugarcoat it? I do that to my kids. They're like, we're watching cops, and, you know, they name off all kinds of drugs. You know, this assailant was caught with this or that. And then my kids will always be like, Dad, did you ever do that? And I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, Mom, Dad did drugs. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm delivered from that now, guys, okay? It's not a big surprise to her, okay? I'm not doing it currently, so, okay, stay away. I'm sorry. I, just, I even lost my place. I'll tell you the truth. Okay. But remember, you're going to God's home. Guarantee that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness. Get rid of all rage. Get rid of all anger, harsh words, and slander. As well as all types of evil behavior. I mean, anger leads to so much. I mean, I can't think of the of the quote right off the top of my head, but Jose knows where I'm going to be going with Yoda because I'm a huge Star Wars fan, in case you didn't know. Okay, I may look like I'm a biker or something like that when I'm wearing my hat and glasses. I've been mistaken for a biker like so many times. It's like funny. I got to tell you a quick story real quick before I get to the Yoda quote. Someone, I was working uh, out in the field and a soldier comes up to me and there's like all kinds of like bikes and trucks and everybody's parked in their cars. So this soldier comes up to me and we've been working together for about a week now. So he's like, Lawrence, tell me, what you want in those bikes are yours. And I like, I, I was like, none of them. Okay. Which one of those trucks over there is yours? I'm like, none of them. I go, but you see that sweet, Hyundai Tucson over there? That one with the car seat in the back? That's mine. That's mine. Like, I, I just, I swear, so many, I mean, even the teenager in this church, Anthony Size, sweet little Anthony Size, when he was younger, he, he told me, like, I didn't talk to you, Lawrence, for years because I was scared of you. I was like, I was like, why are you scared of me, Anthony? Because you look mean. And then, like, I, I get surprised. I tell my kids, I'm like, I go, why, why do I look so mean? And then Lily, my oldest, she tells me, she's like, Dad, I'm your daughter, and half the time I'm afraid of you. I'm like, okay, man. I go, I guess I got to smile or something every once in a while. I do smile, though. I, I always have a softer tone when I don't have my hat and glasses on. But, see, this is me. So I expect a lot more hugs and handshakes uh, next Sunday. Yeah, okay. But don't get too close. I might have to... Uh, someone taught me a trick recently. You know, someone comes in for a hug. You're like, hold on. I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm not a hugger, okay? I mean, my kids will come up, and then, like, after, like, a couple seconds, you're, like, trying to wedge your hand in between them. And then you're like, okay, I love you, but let's let's do that distance thing. You know, hey, you know, heart, distance makes the heart grow fonder, okay? You tell me you love me from your room, and then we'll be good. Okay, but... Back to Yoda. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to what? Okay, now I... Oh, oh, he sent it to me. See? God had me use my phone for a reason. Thank you, Jose. Okay. Fear Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. And hate leads to suffering. Okay, I would. I really would. But I don't want to... I don't... You know, there's there's copyright laws, you know, I mean, I mean, the movie just came out, so there's, you know, the, the man's listening somewhere, so I, I, I can't do that. I don't want to get sued or anything. Disney's a huge corporation. I don't want to mess with them, okay? Thank God for Jose. 
But there you go. It is. It's a ripple effect, and it's a choice. Okay, are you going to be mad? Are you going to use God's word? Or are you going to just vent? I hate using that word, vent. Because once I had a venting session with Leah, and I made like the joke. I'm like, oh, okay, I feel better now that I got that out. She's like, well, I'm glad you feel better about it. You know, meanwhile, you know, all the kids are in their rooms with the door closed, and Leah's just like, you know, you know, sitting there, you know, shaking her leg, you know, like doing a slight, you know, you can think in her head, but like, you know, ooh. Doing that, like just talking to herself. I'm like, oh, okay, I see you're a little angry right now. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go collect the cans outside and see what I can do. But anger, it's just, it's, it's not a cool thing. It always leads to negative. But, but, there are benefits from anger. And you're thinking, what are the benefits? See, because Jesse was back there right now. He mouthed to me, what are the benefits? And I'm going to tell you right now, Jesse, motivation. Who gets, like, so angry at something and be like, oh, well, you know what? You're going to tell me I can't do that? Oh, now I'm going to do it. And then, as I'm thinking, okay, well, what's the biggest motivator or example of anger to motivation in the Bible? But David. Okay? We all know the story of David and Goliath, okay? And on this point, I'm going to tell you, if you don't know, sit in with, go see Desiree, because she helps with the nursery and children's church, and she'll have like a little little session, she'll sit you in the coffee bar, and she'll talk about David and Goliath. But you should know about David and Goliath by now, some way, shape, or form. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to fast forward. All right, we're fast forward. We're going to start at 1 Samuel 17. Uh, we're going to do 45 and 46. So mind you, we're fast forwarding, you know, Samuel picked David, blah, blah, blah. David, uh, Goliath's out in the field, talking all kinds of stuff. Okay. So, Goliath is talking his trash right now. David took it upon himself, like, okay, I'm going to go out there and handle you. And here's what David told Goliath. You come with me, come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. I mean, he sounds mad right there. I'm like, oh, geez, he's mad. He's real mad. I'll cut off your head, and then I'll give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. So, like, if you're mad at somebody, and you're saying, hey, you have made me so mad, I'm going to chop off your head, and then... I'm going to throw your body out in the desert so the birds and the animals will get to it. I think someone's going to be like, I think he's mad. I, I really think he's mad right now. Okay, so I'm going to stay away from him. So this is little old David. And they, the way they describe David in the Bible, and I'm not, not like mocking God's word, but the way they describe David, it's like he's a pretty boy. Okay, he, they say he's handsome and he's tanned. So, you know, you're picturing like, like, you know, a boy band type of, of person, you know, breaking out in like song and dance with the sheep, you know, that you're not going to be like, hey, they, there's this guy, you know, little tan David over here, you know, little backstreet boy David, you know, how is he going to take down nine foot tall Goliath? You're not going to think it. You're like, he's not going to do that. What's wrong with him? What are you people thinking? But he does it. He got mad. He got mad. But why shouldn't he? Just like when Jesus got mad because they had a swap meet in his father's house, David's mad because Goliath is talking so much mess and he can't take it anymore. He's not just saying, okay, you know, your tan is blotchy. You know, you, your, your sheep, they smell. He's not doing that. He's talking about his God. He's talking about his God. So, with mocking his God and his people, he got mad. And he took it to the point where, like, okay, I can just lose it. I can go kick one of my sheep. Or I can go kick Goliath. 
And he did. I mean, he didn't literally kick him, but he, you know, he took him down. We know that, and then we can fast forward again. David won. Goliath went down. Blah, 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 blah. But he turned his anger into something positive. And that's what we need to do. We need to turn our anger into something positive. If you're mad at something, like I said, you know, when people challenge me, like, oh, you can't do that. You know, I love it when people say you can't, because I usually do it. And I'm not, I'm not patting myself on the back, but like, there was a job recently that I went for, and people were like, oh, you're never going to get that job. It took me two years to even get considered there. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's good motivation. Now I'm going to try even harder to get it just to show you. You know, I didn't take that job, but still, it felt good knowing that I can get a job that seemed unattainable. I'm going to tell you a story, and I'm, I'm to the point now where I can tell this story without getting choked up. I was talking about Eli, and oh, by the way, this goes with motivating to change. So, when my son Eli was born, it was, you know, a really happy time. He, it was a big surprise. We just went for a regular checkup. And the doctor's like, oh, well, you're dilating, so you're going to probably need to go to the hospital. So we're cool, you know. I mean, this is kid number four. I mean, Eli could have just walked out and we, you know, went on with our lives. Kid number four, it's nothing. So it was no big thing, you know. We go to the hospital. They're like, okay. It was so, like, cool and nonchalant. Like, Lily was uh, off school that day. She only goes to school four days a week. So she happened to be off that day. And she was like, I'm good. You know, I go, what? she goes, why don't you and uh, Lily go get some lunch, buy me something, and then I'll probably be done by the time you guys get back. Okay, so we dropped her off at the hospital. Me and Lily went to Del Taco. And she calls me. She's like, well, they're going to do uh, this test on me. I, I I don't know. I had four kids, and I don't know what they do in there. But they're going to do such and such test. Okay, well, she was like, why don't you just go home, and uh, everything will be, you know, probably be done like another hour. So we go home, and they're like, and she calls me about a half hour after I get home. She's like, oh, well, it turns out I'm in labor, so they got to do the C, because she had had a C-section. She had three previous C-sections, so that part I do know, C-section. So you got to have another one since she had three previous ones. So uh, I was, you know, really excited because I already knew Eli was a boy where he picked out his name. Everything was cool. His nursery's all set up and ready to go. We're like, oh, cool. Okay, baby time. A little, little earlier. You know, he was a month early. So we're like, okay, a little early, but we can handle this. So I was all happy and everything. And then it wasn't two hours after he was born, the doctors tell me, like, okay, he's having some trouble breathing. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like in shock because, like, all the first three were like just nothing. I mean, we're in and out of the hospital, it seemed like. And so they're telling me he's having some trouble breathing, so we're going to have to transfer him to Loma Linda Children's Hospital. So, like, we're a little concerned. You know, Leah just had a C-section, so she couldn't even hold Eli. She And turns out, like, later on, she told me, like, she couldn't even see Eli except for his, like, hands and feet. So I'm like, okay. So we go to, uh, you know, this it's like, 8.30 at night, and I'm having to tell my older three what's going on in, like, a matter of minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm packing my bag. I'm telling them what the deal is. Mom's fine, but baby's having some trouble breathing, so I'm going to have to spend a few days in Loma Linda. Well, after the second day, I was Leah was still recovering from the C-section, and I'm at the hotel, and I get a call from Leah because, like, I, I, by that point, I was up for, like, almost 48 hours straight. I stayed in the hospital and they're telling me, like, he's, he stopped breathing. And I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm really tripping out because it's like, okay, the happy moment turned to, like, just, like, horror. You know, and they're, like, telling me, okay, you got to get to the hospital right away. Like, Eric, he's stable now, but you got to get to the hospital right away. So, mind you, I'm by myself, okay? I'm freaking out. They just told me my son stopped breathing. And mind you, at this point, he has an IV in each hand, each foot, uh, breathing tubes, monitors all over him. You know, he's, it's just, it's a trip. It's, you just never want to go through that. But I get to the hospital, and now he has a tube down his throat. Now he's, you know, they had to put him to sleep because they put the tube down his throat. But I, I, 
before that, on my way to the hospital, it's from the hotel to the hospital is about a 10 minute drive. And so like, which seemed like an eternity, but it was only like a couple of minutes. I'm like, I'm, I'm going through every emotion in the book. You know, I'm crying, I'm, I'm mad, and I'm not mad at God, I'm just mad at the devil for stealing my joy. I mean, even though in my time of like crisis, I knew it wasn't God doing this to my, my kid. It always makes me a little like, you know, angry inside when people are like, well, you know, God, why did you do this to my child? God knew it to your child. If you know God's word, John 10.10, 10, thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come to bring life and give it more abundantly. So I knew it wasn't God, but I was mad at the devil because it's like, okay, in a matter of a few days, I went from being super excited and my fourth kid is here to now I'm rushing to the hospital because my son stopped breathing. But as I hit the two-minute mark in my trip, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done being angry. I'm done being frantic. I just started praying in tongues instinctively. You know, and that's where, like, you know, getting properly equipped helps. Because it was instinct. It was just like, okay, I'm not even thinking like, okay, I should pray in tongues now. It was, I'm praying in tongues. So from there to the hospital, I'm, with each second, I'm getting better. And then by the time I'm walking up the, through the parking lot to the hospital room, and I'm just like, okay, from this point on, I'm not going to lose faith anymore. I'm going to build myself up so high that if anything else, and I'm like telling myself all in my head, I'm having a huge conversation in my head. I'm like, okay, well, you know, if anything else does come up, but in Jesus' name it won't, but if something else does come up, I'm going to be able to handle it. He's going to be fine. So from that point forward, Leah came that day, and just each day I'm like, okay, he's going home today. He's going home today. And then, okay, he didn't go home that day. But the next day, I'm like, don't worry, Leah, he's coming home today. He's coming home today. And he didn't come home. So long story short, he was in there for two weeks. So they're telling me, okay, you've got to make sure that you feed him on a certain schedule because he wasn't gaining enough weight like they wanted him to. They're like, okay, well, he's going to have breathing issues that he's going to, you know, they're testing his blood. And they're like, okay, well, he's going to have, like, allergic to everything in the book. And then, so I'm thinking, like, we're going to have some, like, scrawny little kid who, who, I mean, if you look, I can't hold Eli for more than five minutes. That kid is, that kid is heavy. He is solid. I mean, Ryland's my soccer player. Eli, I think, is going to be my football player. Because that kid, I mean, like, my gosh, I mean, he's solid. But God got me through that. He motivated me to, instead of, like, okay, instead of being mad at you know, whatever. Because, you know, a lot of times you're like, I'm, I'm not taking anybody to Barstow Hospital because uh, my, you know, my grandma or my sister or something died from Barstow Hospital. You know, so that's what I'm thinking. Like, what did Barstow Hospital do wrong to my kid? What didn't they catch? What didn't the so-called specialist catch? Because we had to pay an extra, you know, um, uh, see a doctor extra and pay that extra copay. So like, I'm paying all this money and they didn't catch this? You can't tell me they couldn't catch this? Or they they know when, when certain diseases are going to happen, but you couldn't tell me you didn't catch this with my son. But I was like, you know what? I'm not mad at that anymore. I'm just going to have faith. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to use this motivation to make myself better. So as like, you know, I had to be the rock right then and there because not only did I have a wife recovering from major surgery because I don't know personally how a C-section feels, but it looks painful. And her having to do that four times, uh, you know, high five to her. Air high five across the quad to Leah right now. But I couldn't do that. So I swore from that point I would build my faith so high that the devil would have no choice but to flee. So as you can see, like I said, Eli is healthy, whole, and healed. You know, right now, I mean, he could virtually eat anything and... Eli virtually eats everything. So there's there's nothing there. So for the sake of time, we're we're gonna we're not gonna I'm not gonna skip this section because it's real good. So I mean no one minds we go just a tiny bit more, right? Right? Okay, if you did say no, I'm gonna say well, we're gonna go through it anyway, so <laughs> we're gonna the consequences of anger. So like I said, we're gonna go a little faster in this section right now because my story took a little bit longer. 
the Yoda quote probably took a little longer. So the consequences of anger. One consequence is you can never accomplish God's ways with anger. And just for the sake of time, James 1.19 through 20, it says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So I'm thinking Jesus had that righteous anger, that godly righteous anger. David had that godly righteous anger. Me getting mad at sweet little, I, I called her Helen. I was thinking, well, what, what could that old lady's name be in the Prius? I called her Helen. So sweet little Helen, getting mad at her for no reason at all, that, that probably wasn't righteous anger. Another one is, if you think anger is bad now, it's only going to get worse unless you take action. So a lot of us will think like, okay, I, you know, I'm a hothead, you know, or, you know, I'm, you know, people like to throw the stereotype, I'm, Italian, um, Latino, uh, this or that, or my parents grew up angry, or you know, the, I wasn't hugged enough as a child, so that's going to make me angry. So you have every right to be angry. No, it don't. You know, and you think, well, you know, once I get older, once I become an adult, once I graduate high school, once I get married, once this, that, whatever, it's not going to change. It's only going to get worse. It really is. I mean, I, granted, I, I was up to like 314 pounds. And then, like, all it took was, like, me starting to take some action. I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't want to be a fat pig all my life, so we need to make some changes here. So we had to cut out sugar, and we had to cut out sodas, and we had to do this. And, you know, even though I, you know, Leah, God bless her, you know, she's like, hey, let's go to In-N-Out. I'm like, yeah, let's go to In-N-Out. Okay, let's get two double-double lettuce wrapped. I'm like, okay, you had me there. You had me at In-N-Out. We were there. We were good. And then she'll be like, well, you know, I mean, you really don't want to get fries. Should we get fries? And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, who did I marry? I'm like, yeah, of course we should get fries right in and out. Where's my, you took away my bun. Don't take away my fries. <laughs> but you got to take action. I took action. Now I'm down to a manageable weight where I don't like, you know, pass out tying my shoe or pass out going across that's like all I told people. Like, okay, I'm not looking for a bodybuilder's body. I just don't want to pass out tying my shoe. So to go along with that taking action part, Proverbs 10:12 says, "Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses." So just be nice. Love conquers all. I mean, that, I think that's what the the gist of that verse is trying to say. Love conquers all. Another consequence: angry people are consistently hurting people and causing offenses. Man, I know that one firsthand. That's why I told you, series, preaching to myself. Because there was a there was a while there. You know, I mean, me and Leah like to think that, you know, we're 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 pretty cool people. You know, I mean we're not like we're not like dweebs or something, you know, I think we're kinda cool to hang out with, you know. And there was like a moment there where like we're thinking like, okay, people don't even talk to us in the church. And then we, you know, you, you, you let that fester and I'm thinking like, okay, why should we go to that church anymore? I mean, no one even talks to me, you know? And then I look in the, I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, Lawrence, you look a little angry. That's probably why people don't talk to you. So you got to smile and you got to joke. But we had to, I had to, let me change that because Leah is like the sweetest person I know. I had to change things in my life. And I and I was like thinking, okay, you know, there were so many people that I thought I offended that I took Pastor Dave's idea, and if you ever heard where like he felt like, you know, he was offending people and he went to Walmart and he bought uh, some cards and he said, I'm sorry, and blah, 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 blah. Well, I took the modern day technological step and I sent out texts, okay? I don't think it was laziness. I just think it's, you know, harnessing technology, okay? We're, you know, I mean, it's there, and I was all use it, right? So, okay, so I'm sending out texts to everybody. And, I'm like, I'm not sending out group texts, but I think that's tacky. But I sent one to everybody who I thought I offended. And I'm saying, hey, I'm sorry, you know, blah, blah, blah. If I offended you, I really do apologize. I realize, you know, I've kind of been a jerk for many years and thought I was all that. 
so forgive me. And so I did that, and it just it felt like it really, the same effect happened, so there you go. So I didn't have cards, and I sent them to people, but I did text everybody, and the same effect happened that it happened to Pastor Dave. Like, it just felt like a weight lifted off. And then God tells me, okay, now that you took that step to ask for forgiveness for offending all these people, now just take steps. Now, like, people like hanging out with us again. And I really do think, like, as much as I don't want to admit, be like, oh, it couldn't be me. I mean, look at my beard. I mean, why wouldn't you want to hang out with me and my beard? I mean, first, I mean, come on. Jose, I mean, you got to admit, you wanted to hang out with me because of this. I mean, it's not because we like Star Wars. It was... Okay, you knew, he knew it when it was shorter. He knew it in the, the baby stage, but now it's like, it's in the like magnificent stage of silver and black. I don't represent Raiders, so I'm sorry for Raiders fans out there. But anyways, it was hurting people. So Proverbs 14:17 says, short-tempered people do foolish things. And I'm not looking in this direction for any reason. I'm just like, if I wish I had a mirror right now, like, you know, short-tempered people do foolish things. Schemers are hated. People don't want to be around you. Like if you're, and I had to, we'll be done in a couple of minutes, I promise. I had to change because then I start realizing that whatever bad attitudes I'm projecting, whatever kind of like, you know, and sorry, pastor, if you're listening to this, whatever crap I'm putting out, my kids are picking up on it. And then, you know, so not only am I a jerk, but now I got, they're not like that. But, you know, I'm thinking in my head, now i got three other little jerks, you know. And so and that's why I have to tell my kids. It's like, okay, you got you got to be nice to people. you got to treat people how you want to be treated. Or they're just going to look at you like a jerk and not want to be around you. So now you're getting the, right now you guys are like in the perfect stage to, to hear me preach. Because now this is 2018, Lawrence, where like, I feel like, you know, so super motivated and so well equipped in the word to where like, you know, the small little things in life don't get to me anymore. And I'm able to witness to others in like a way to where like I, I feel like I never have before, you know, to where like, you know, there's where that brutal honesty comes in to where like, hey, you know, drugs, not cool. Treating people like jerks, not cool. Well, how do I know? Because that was me. I was the jerk drug addict you know, who uh, stole money from his family and it was popping pills when he should be like spending time with his kids. That was me. So if you want to know how drugs are, come tell me. Just, you know, don't come to me out of the blue. You know, maybe like, hey, Lawrence, can we talk a little bit? Don't just say, hey, Lawrence, you did drugs. Let's go talk. Okay. So in conclusion, in conclusion, hopefully they already went up. They're probably already up there. Somewhere. I don't know where they're at. But in conclusion, hopefully I shared some things that might be useful to you. Like I said, I'm preaching to myself, but usually when you're preaching to yourself, other people have went through that too. So hopefully I, someone found some things useful. Hopefully I caused someone to think twice before they out, had an outburst. And if that, then we already won the battle. The devil lost. So, with that, I, I think we're done. Let's stand up. Let's get ready. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.